Voice of St. Louis original podcast. Well, we'll take you to the other side of the state where they're still celebrating and telling you how St. Louis is helping in this edition of the St. Louis All Local. Today is Monday, February 12th. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. With the Chiefs winning yet another Super Bowl, Kansas City is having another parade. Plans were already in the works just in case. The city setting aside nearly a million dollars to pay for logistics, buses, police overtime. And now Kansas City gets to do it again. The back-to-back Champions Parade steps off at 11 this Wednesday, downtown Kansas City. The start is an hour earlier this year. Celebrations finishing earlier so folks can make their Valentine's Day reservations at downtown eateries. The two-mile parade route will roll down Grand Boulevard right through the center of the city and head to Union Station for a victory rally, just like last year and just like in 2020. The weather is expected to be quite nice, sunny in 60s, and a lot of Chiefs fans are expected. In Kansas City, Dan Weinbaum, KMOX News. I'm Sean Malone at Haneke's Logo Wear in St. Louis, where they printed off 20,000 Super Bowl 58 champions Kansas City Chiefs shirts for Fanatics, the online apparel site. Lori Gilliam, who works sales for Haneke, says that they were on pins and needles when the game went to overtime. Everybody's texting, everybody's biting their fingernails. We're all like, are we coming in? Are we coming in? So as soon as it was over, I mean, like 30 minutes, everybody's here. And within... The first 45 minutes, we had our first skid done of shirts. Gilliam adds that they've previously printed for championship teams like the Kansas City Royals when they won the World Series, the St. Louis Cardinals when they won their last World Series, the Blues back in 2019 when they won the Stanley Cup, and even the Chicago Cubs when they won the World Series. St. Louis was not the only city in the U.S. that experienced dozens of water main breaks when temperatures went from sub-freezing to balmy last month. The American Business Water Coalition tracked 10 water infrastructure failures across the country over a 10-day span in January, including some in St. Louis. The group tells KMOX it's because cities can't keep up financially with maintenance needs. CEO May Stevens blames a shift in federal funding. It used to be grants to help communities upgrade their pipes and make sure that everything was in a state of good repair. 1980s, that changed over to loans. Stevens says safe water supplies are an economic and public safety issue. She says federal spending on water systems did increase the last couple of years, but still hasn't kept pace with needs. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. One idea to prevent people from dumping unwanted newborns has success in South County. The safe haven baby box was installed at the Melville District's fire station number two last August. And last week, someone put a newborn baby girl in it. The temperature-controlled incubator allows newborns to be left safely and securely. Representative Jim Murphy, who sponsored the baby box legislation, says he's thankful it was available to the mother when she needed it. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. No charges for a 29-year-old man arrested at the scene of a Friday shooting, which left his neighbor dead. That suspect has not been identified, but Circuit Attorney Gabe Gore's office refused to file charges against him, saying the shooting could be considered self-defense. The victim, 42-year-old Jeffrey Holmes, Holmes was taken by ambulance from his apartment complex on Olive near Harris-Stowe to a hospital where he died. For nearly five years, the St. Louis County Justice Center was facing some of the same issues that currently plague the City Justice Center, launching an investigation by the state auditor. Jeff Smith, who most recently served as chair of the County Justice Services Advisory Board and a former Missouri State Senator, describes how it began down a troubled path before it was transformed by new leadership. To be honest, the culture was pretty toxic. Uh, at that point, um, there was a group of staff at the county jail that referred to themselves as the family. And it was unclear exactly how many of them there were, probably a few dozen. 
who kind of operated with impunity. Enter Doug Burris, a retired federal probation chief in the Eastern District of Missouri. Burris was hired to begin the turnaround of the facility, securing pay raises and the approval of funding to do so, among other things. Tom Ackerman, KMOX News. Crews have been working to clean up after Mardi Gras. The streets are pretty much clear here in Soulard after the parade left lots of debris and beads and feathers and all kinds of Mardi Gras memorabilia. There are large, giant dumpsters here filled to the brim with all kinds of gunk from over the weekend. I talked with John, who's been sweeping up since Saturday. I mean, it's, it's plenty. It's still maybe a couple of days of work to, you know, just get everything back in order. Police saying it was a relatively calm weekend. City police were arresting 10 for underage drinking. In Soulard, Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. The KMOX Business Desk, some Super Bowl ads successful on Sunday, while others had room for growth, a local advertising executive says. Founder of Elasticity, Aaron Perlitz, says the Beyonce ad fell flat to him because it was more subjective. To me, Verizon is thinking to themselves, she has such a huge fan base. So they're thinking to themselves, we're going to get people who like her, people who are curious about her, even people who are sick of her are going to be paying attention to it. So, uh, you know... I think it probably spoke to a very specific audience of people that are really, really passionate, the, you know, the beehive. Perlitt says not every ad will target all demographics, which is why some will fall flat with some. He said the Elf Cosmetics commercial that featured Judge Judy was one of his favorites. Well, as we continue on KMOX, let's check in for the very latest on the excitement levels in Kansas City. Our uh, former KMOX uh, colleague, John Grayson, is now the midday host at KMBZ in Kansas City. Nice to talk with you again, John. Same here, Michael. Great to hear your voice. Yeah, so uh, tell us about uh, what, what's going on in Kansas City today. Was, was the office empty? You know, I, it, it's funny you should say that because our guys on our sister station, our sports station, who occupy the studio next door to us, they actually got on the red-eye flight at 1.30 a.m. last night from Las Vegas to come back and do their show this morning on no sleep, on nothing but adrenaline and caffeine. So I think it's like that for a lot of us. Our office was actually fairly full today, but I'm sure that that wasn't the case in a lot of Kansas City proper. So this is not the case where fans are like, well, we've done this before. This isn't the first time, even no. recently, that we've won. Whatever. Yeah, I, you would expect that, right? You would expect there to be a little bit of a layoff, a little bit of a, well, you know, this is becoming old hat now. Third win in five years, fourth appearance in the Super Bowl in five years. But really, there has been none of that. If anything, today, because of the way the game went last night, because it was as exciting as it was, went into overtime, it was, you know, the Chiefs didn't come out and light the world on fire, that it was almost like letting up or just letting off all of the tension and everything else. So there was this almost hangover from just being so tense the entire night long and then finally getting to celebrate. So today, I think in between now and the parade on Wednesday is going to be that time to just let all of that go, maybe get some sleep, you know, have some rest and, and just let it wash over. I think that image of Patrick Mahomes on the field where he just was so overcome by it all that he just laid down on his back and just let it all go. I think that's what the city of Kansas City is doing right now. Yeah, it's a lot to take in. Uh, and I'm curious, it kind of seems like the Chiefs are just so pervasive in Kansas City culture to the way that St. Louisans might relate with the Cardinals. 
Without doubt. And it's funny because the Royals were world champions not all that long ago, uh, going back within the last decade. And yet they've seen a lot of adversity since then as well. So to have the Chiefs come in, I mean, this is very much a football town and always has been and identified itself by the Kansas City Chiefs. And to have this kind of success, I mean, keep in mind, when the Chiefs won that Super Bowl in 2020, that was the first time in 50 years that they had been in that kind of a position. So uh, it had been a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of built up frustration over time. And to have them now be as successful as they are, I don't want to say that the city thinks we deserve this, but it certainly is nice to see that kind of thing come to fruition where now the thing that we've always been so proud of is something we can really hang our hat on. And the rest of the league is kind of following us. You know, you talk about the, you mentioned the city, and that kind of reminded me of leading up to this and some of the congratulations afterwards as well. People think Kansas City's in the state of Kansas for some reason. <laughs> yes, we've even had a presidential candidate refer to us as, as Kansas City. Now, there is a Kansas City, Kansas, but where the Chiefs live is very much on the Missouri side. And now as the only team, as the only football team in the state of Missouri, that's that's a lot on their shoulders and you look regionally i mean where are the closest teams to here well they're all pretty far flung so even the chiefs fan base extends into the state of kansas into iowa some into nebraska some into oklahoma some there's a lot of folks out there pulling for the red and white reason they call it chiefs kingdom Uh, that's it what happens on wednesday and and what can you uh glean from the last time this happened as to what to expect And it wasn't all that long ago, right? We've had two parades since my tenure here started, and I I know that they've made some adjustments to the parade route a little bit. We talked with Kathy Nelson, who is the president and CEO of of the, uh, the Kansas City Sports Commission, and she said that every time we do one of these, it's a learning experience. We learn a little bit more about what not to do, maybe some areas to stay away from. So they have the route all picked out. It's going to kick off on Wednesday morning at 11 o'clock, which is also an adjustment. The last two parades started at noon. They've decided to move that a little bit earlier. And I think some of that decision may have had to do with the fact that the weather is going to be so nice. We're expecting a giant crowd. Weather on Wednesday is expected to see highs in the mid-60s and sunny skies. There's no expectation of any rain or anything to dampen the parade. So we could easily see... 100,000 more people at this parade than we saw at the last one, maybe even more than that. And I I think it's going to be just nothing but that same level of excitement. Everybody wants to see, is Taylor Swift going to be there? What's Travis Kelsey going to say from the stage? Because he's about the most unfiltered member of the Kansas City Chiefs on his New Heights podcast and on the field, and as we saw last night on the podium. So it's going to all end up at Union Station, which it always does, where there will be a rally following the parade. So the parade will go on for about a couple hours, and they'll all end up at Union Station, where there will once again be a stage full of very, very happy Kansas City Chiefs. You mentioned 100,000 more. If it's 100,000 and one more, and that one is Taylor Swift, I mean, just <laughs> just buckle up, which, which the mayor said... It could it could happen. Yes, yeah, she's on tour right now and had gone is she I, I I think she's got a little bit of a layoff, but her last appearance was just a day or a day and a half or so before the Super Bowl. So there was some speculation that she may not even be able to make it back for the game. Of course she did. So I mean she can do anything. It would not surprise me at all to see her here in town. But then how do you secure that becomes the next question. You know, if if all she does is maybe not walk the parade route so much. I think that would be a little bit of a stretch, but maybe we'll see her on the stage at Union Station. 
We'll be watching. That is KMOX alum and current host of Midday on KMBZ Talk Radio in Kansas City, our John Grayson. Thank you so much uh, for the time, John. Always a pleasure, Michael. Thank you. I'm Michael Calhoun. Thank you for joining us for the St. Louis All Local. You can search for it, subscribe on your favorite app.